Welcome back to yet another movie podcast. Evan and Drew are back with a great episode. We think we're going to do a bit of a throwback review. because, um, But first, Drew, how's it going? Mm. Right on. Um, before we get into review, as always, Drew, what have you seen lately? Um, I was, I've been rewatching In the Heights a few times now. Oh. Yeah, I remember you saying that. You're like, the more I'm watching it, the more times I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's definitely growing on me. It's, it's very much like a newsy situation in terms of like, I didn't like it when I first saw it too much. Like, like I liked In the Heights. Like, I wasn't in love with it. But now, like, I listen to like the songs a lot and everything. And like, I just think about it a lot. And there's a lot of good parts in that movie. No, absolutely. I, I'm not, you know, I know we just did a whole review on it, but I'm not knocking it. I just, I, I really haven't thought about the movie much since walking out of that theater. That's really disappointing. It is. It is not like La La Land did. That, you know, when I walked out of that, I thought about that movie for days, but. La La Land is one of those special things. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I guess I could rewatch it again. Well, dude, students is going to leave HBO Max in a few days. <clears throat> oh, that's right. It's about 11th, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to find time to do that, so I guess I'll just won't rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy. With well, uh, what? <laughs> rewatching the, Sopra- <laughs> the Sopranos. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. It just slammed. <laughs> and working. And working. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you seen watching anything else besides In the Heights? Um, I probably have, but I can't remember any of them at the moment. Oh. Okay. Well, I've only watched one other movie besides the one we're going to review. Because I've been, like I said, I've been watching The Sopranos, but um, I watched No Sudden Move. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. It's on HBO Max. It's an HBO Max original, so there's no time frame. Um, I liked it a lot actually. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's not a, you know, there's a lot of twists and turns and betrayals, but it's nothing like overly complicated. Um, you know, Don Cheadle and. Benicio are the main characters. They're in it the most. Them and I think David Harbour, he's in it a good chunk too. But like all the other big names are like they all have like their equal amount of screen time. But it's not a like no one over like no one's in it a whole ton except for Cheadle, uh, Del Toro, and Harbour. Um, I, I, Brandon, I really like Brandon Fraser in this movie. It was it was so nice to see him, his face. Yeah, him being him, and and there was a part in the movie where, uh, someone calls him, and he's screaming on the other side. You don't see him. He goes, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And all that. And it was like, "Oh, it's Cliff. It's Robot Man." Yeah, I I love his career now. Yeah, I do too. He he was good. I liked him a lot. You know, Ray Liotta, of course, was the head mob guy, and then uh, John Hamm. He was the detective. Uh, who else is in this movie? Bill, Bill Duke, he's the other head um, gangster. Uh, God, there's a lot of people in this movie. The girl, the wife in Uncut Gems 
is Ray Liotta's wife. Julia Fox. I still have not seen Uncut Gems. I know. It's really disappointing. You should have. Yeah. I can't. There's a lot of people in this movie. I'm trying to think who else is in it. I liked it, though. Uh, Steven Soderbergh. Um, I don't even know how to explain the plot. Without giving it away. There's a surprise cameo in the movie. I had no idea he was going to be in it. Totally threw me. Uh, really? It made sense. It made sense that he was in it, and the, like he just, you know, I didn't, I didn't know he was going to be in it, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're the, the, towards the end of the movie, all of a sudden he pops up, pretty big. I mean, it's not just even a cameo. He's a, he's a pretty big part in it. Hmm. Um, but I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. I didn't know how I was going to think about it, and I, I was excited for it. I remember, I, we talked about the trailer. Um. And I, I like I'm I really want to watch it. I threw it on. I'm like, man, I'm having a lot of fun with this movie. Well, yeah, I mean, simple, it's a simple, you know, twist uh, and stuff like that. Go ahead. Well, because I was gonna say, because Steven Soderbergh is, he's quietly, I think, maybe one of my favorite directors. Oh, really? Like the more you like, it's one of those things where like, you don't think about, it, but like the more you look at like his, like his filmography. Yeah. It's like, oh, I love that movie. Oh, I love that one. Like I really like that one too. You know I mean, like there's yeah. a, a, quite a few of those. We're like, oh, I'm actually really big fan of his quite you know, like without knowing it. And, and also, he, did, he likes his big ensembles because he's oh he's the oceans guy. Yeah, he's yeah. I was gonna say oceans and stuff like that, but like, yeah, because and he does it well. He does do it well. You know, it's a shame. We kind of blew this one because I didn't even realize. You know, no sudden move kind of came out of nowhere almost. Like yeah, so I remember we did the. The upcut the, um, oh man, it was one of the first podcasts we did this year, was when we did um, what's coming out this year, the upcoming. Yeah, yeah. No sudden move wasn't on it, and now when we were talking about the next director we were going to talk about, if we'd if we'd seen no sudden move on there, I probably would have done his movies, and then so we could have talked about this one. Mm-hmm. And we've dropped the ball. We still could, And we could. I mean, I can. I could definitely see this movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, talk. I mean, I. I, I was going on. I'm. I've talked about it before in the other episodes. I, I went on kind of an oceans binge. Right. Yeah. I know you want. And we wanted to make that a trilogy. We could knock two birds out with one stone. Mm-hmm. And we talked. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Logan Lucky and everything, yeah. which we love that movie. We love Logan Lucky. Um. He did the. Uh, oh man, I can't think what it's called. It was the one where he filmed it entirely on an iPhone. Yeah, but I, I, I remember what I can't remember what it was really, but I, yeah, I was impressed by the fact they did it. Unsane, that's what it is. Unsane, yeah, unsane. I watched. Did you see it or no? No, I didn't see it. I watched it. It was pretty good. I was just impressed that he did it on an iPhone. Yeah, and he wouldn't be. He would couldn't tell. It oh, he also. Oh, I forgot the laundromat. That would be. His only real miss, the only movie I really don't and love of his, Re- the Laundromat. Really? Yeah, it was all right. I thought you liked that movie because I remember I I remember I told you about it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you gotta watch this movie. Are you sure you're not thinking of the Big Short? No, it's like Big Short. We, I like saw Big Short together. No, I know I like the Big Short. But no, but I like laundry. I like laundromat too, just because it's another one. It's like the Big Short in that it will get you mad at how outrageous reality is. Yeah, I don't think I got that mad. 
I was I, I remember I was ready to give up on humanity by the end of that movie. Yeah, I don't. And I mean, I I don't know. I mean, Meryl Streep in that movie, I thought she actually was really good, and like she was not recognizable until like the ending, the yeah. reveal. That's true. I don't know. I just got because I I kind of didn't forget about it, but I don't think about it often. I, I honestly I, I kind of forgot about it until we were just looking. I was looking at like what he's done, and but man, I remember watching the movie, being like, "Oh my god, these are the worst people in the world." Huh. And it's all real. I'm trying to let me look at his things again. Wander I, honestly, I do it wrong. He's had a, a bunch of misses. Yeah, Tra- he did traffic. Isn't that what he won the Oscar for? I forgot. I think it was traffic. Yeah, Oscar winner traffic. Oh, Aaron Brock. Uh... Aaron Brockovich. Yep. The I remember that the informant wasn't the biggest hit in the world. Which one? Um, the informant. Matt Damon's movie. Yeah, looking lucky. So he did side effects. I don't think I like that one. And Magic Mike. I know people like that one. Oh, he did Contagion. I like Contagion. Did you ever see that one? No, but I didn't even know they did Magic Mike until I was looking at his stuff right now, like you are. <laughs> oh yeah, there's not nah, looking at the poster. I remember that movie now. Hmm. Oh, he was producer on Pleasantville. Yeah, I think he's the producer on her as well. That should that should be another one, a throwback review that we do. So I think that's another movie that you you might like. I don't know, maybe you might like. I don't know if you like this one. Which one? Uh, Pleasantville. That's another throwback review that we should do because that's another movie that you can talk about endlessly. Pleasantville. I haven't seen it. It's um where uh, Tobey Maguire and um I can't think. Is it Kristen Dunst? Oh no, Reese Witherspoon. They get sucked into like almost like a uh, Leave It to Beaver, not a fifties. Oh world. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. No, yeah, I, I didn't really. Yeah, I've seen that. Oh uh, yeah, you have. Yeah, it's been a long time, but yes, I have. I would recommend sit watching that again and then having us have a good talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that movie because they, they, it's like it's like a time tra- like it goes like, why doesn't go to color? How did they get sucked in back in that time again? Um, uh, the remote. The Don Nods is kind I, of like this. Yes, I, I, you can't even really describe who he is. He's just a cable repairman who kind of has like some magic ability or whatever. He, he, he gets the remote, and they go and get sucked into this world, and then the world itself starts like changing because they start putting out new ideas into it. Hmm. Isn't Jeff Daniels in that movie too? Jeff Daniels is great in that movie. William H. Macy's great in that movie. Yes, yeah, William Joan H. Allen's great in that movie. Oh, Joan Allen's in it? Yeah. I don't yeah, she's, yeah, she's uh, the mom. It's been a long time. Like I said, it's been a long time. I kind of remember Jeff Daniels. And William, when you said William H. Macy, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's in that, too. I could not recommend watching that movie more. Because they, they go back and it goes black and white once they go back in time, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Paul Walker has a m- small part in it, too. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um. No. Uh, yeah. They, well, it's it's that they get sucked. In, for, so they're kids in the 90s and they get sucked into the um show in the 50s. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just telling you. Uh, and that's really it. I mean, and they kind of just it's everything's black and white. But then as they more change the world around them, things start turning to color. 
Oh, it's on. I just looked it up. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, it is. So yeah. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. All right. Well, or rewatch it because I do. I have seen it, but it's been so long. Um. Yeah, all like I said, Sopranos and No Sud Move. I would recommend it. I know you. We just talked about you know you secretly like Steven Soderbergh, so check this out. I, I liked it. Um, a lot. He kind of tries to do an Oceans with it, but then he kind of like mixes in a Conan Brothers kind of twist to it. You know, so it. I, I liked it. You know, like I said, the the big three are Cheadle, Harbor, and uh, Del Toro, and then. Everyone else kind of has like I almost think they have like equal screen time to each other, and like they're but they're not in like John Hamm and um, Brandon Fraser, Ray Liotta, Bill Duke. They're all kind of like smaller roles, but obviously they're kind of bigger names. And there's one more person I like in there. Mm. I can't think of it. All right, so you want to get into the throwback review? Yeah. I'm I'm scared now, but yeah. All right. So the movie we're doing, Drew's been begging me and begging me to watch this movie. For years. For years. And it was High Fidelity, made in 2000. John Cusack is stars in it with, I wish I could pronounce the girl's name. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't, I, I don't know so, if I've seen her in anything else. She's a foreign language. It's her. It was her first American lang- um, movie. Um, John Cusack's sister um, is in it. Joan Cusack. Tim Robbins has a small role. Jack Black is in it. And this is this was his big movie. Jack? Yeah. Is it? This was this was the movie that made everyone kind of see him as oh like, like that's Jack Black because like after this he had a bunch of comedies come out and he was playing the pretty much the same character, a wildish kind of guy. Hmm. And then he comes back to redeem himself in Tropic Thunder. I mean, it wasn't bad. I don't think his, you know. No, I, School of Rock. Yeah. Yeah, School of Rock is great. I love School of Rock. Anyway, let's get anyway. into this movie. All right. Well, who else was in it again? Oh, yeah, never mind. I, I love this movie. This oh, so thank good. you, God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I wouldn't tell Drew what I thought. And then I'm like, yeah, you know, we gotta get. To, we're talking for the podcast. I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do that. He goes, well, what did you think? I, let me real quick. Let me see what you think. So we go to us, Mike. No, I, I want your genuine reaction when I say it. He goes, did you not like it? I just didn't answer him. <laughs> he goes, you son of a bitch. You better like this. I get so much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this movie was so good. I'm like, what? How did I miss this for so many years? Oh man, it was great. It was great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just gotta take a moment just to take this in. I'm so relieved that you actually like this movie. Oh yeah, because <laughs> how can you not really? I, it, it, it's us. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it, it's professional appreciators. That's the movie. Um, we'll get into why that we, why I say that. Um, uh, the movie is it's very meta. This movie, like he'll like um the he main character the John Cusack, Rob, who break the fourth wall and just talk to the audience multiple times throughout this, almost um, the entire time. A lot he talks to a him. lot of it, a lot of it. But like, um, this movie is 
starts with Rob and um, his girlfriend breaking up. Is it Laura? And, yeah, Laura. And it's and it's him taking a moment after the breakup because he's still, of course, devastated by it. Um, to look back at his love life, pretty much look, look at all the girl, look at uh, look well, at his, these girls, his top five breakups. Yes, I was gonna say yes because he has, um, because uh, he's su- he's such a big fan of music and, and pop culture and stuff in general that him and his friends will always do top fives of stuff, and so this was his. So he tell he's talking to us, the audience. That he has a top five list of heart of breakups, um, and he goes ahead and he revisits these girls, these women that he's broken up with in the past, and he talks about their relationship and what happened, and ah, uh, it's so good. Yeah, I just remembered Catherine Zeta Jones is one of the best. yeah, um. He also, uh, my other part of it is that he also runs a record store, actually, in Chicago. Yeah, I, we'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, Chicago's a nice one. Well, I'll yeah. throw it out real quick. I mean, we live in, I think we've said this before. I know we've some, I don't know, people don't know where we are. But we live in the Chicago area. And in the scene of the movie, he's, I can't remember what date he was. I think it was with Laura. They were walking away from the music box. Yep, yep, like, yep. Oh, yes. And I was so happy because we've only been there the one time, unfortunately, to say. And it couldn't have been a better experience with the movie we saw it. Mm-hmm. But uh, go ahead. Um, yeah. And so while he's still trying to process the breakup with Laura and the fact that he really isn't over her and everything, he's also looking back at his relationship. So, like, his first relationship that he says the top five breakups was, like, the first girl that he ever like kissed back in middle school and stuff, and um, <clears throat> like the second one is was in high school. The, th- or the third one was college. That was what? college, and the fourth one was like him in his early twenties, and then Laura, the new- newest one, is the one he that broke the that broke through and get me top five. Yeah, um, and he. <laughs> I I want I don't know if I, I know oh, I don't want to break down every single moment of it, but I, I love how much Laura understands him in a way throughout this movie. Yeah, I mean, um, I I, I want to get this out of the way. Rob in this movie is a dick. Oh, he's a complete asshole. He's a complete asshole. And then- like. So let's be honest here. This movie came out in 2000. I mean, unless you're me, who just happened to miss it till now. I mean, spoilers. But um, he, he cheats on her. He, he's admitted it. He cheated on her. He slept with someone else in their relationship, and she still stuck with him. And then there was the whole pregnancy debacle because she got pregnant because he slept with somebody else. She aborted it. And, you know, he wasn't very nice to her. There was a, a stretch where he wasn't very nice to her. No, and even when they, and once again, we're going to spoil this, even when she does take him back closer to the end, he's still messing around. Well, he's thinking about it. He's, he, well, he's, uh, it, he's thinking about, like, it, he's still not fully committed. Not yet. 
but and he's still dealing with that. And I, but I like though um, one of my favorite scenes in that is because I, I rewatched it again recently for this too. Um, I was when um, Laura was get, Laura is getting stuff out of the apartment that they shared. Which one? Which time she did it three times? I know, but like no, I'm talking about. Yeah, I was, I'm getting to it. Oh. The 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 part where um he's he writes down she looks at one of his top five lists they wrote oh, down yeah yeah and it was the top five jobs that he the dream jobs that he would always would want without you know, like and these are jobs that you know don't deal with time or anything else so like being a photographer for or for like you know on tour with bands and like the seventies kind of stuff like that mm-hmm. and and she brings and so she like reads the list. And then she goes to number five, the bottom tier one, and she's like, architect? She's like, wouldn't you much rather be running a record store than being an architect? And he kind of just sits there. He's like, yeah, I guess so. And so then she crosses it out and writes down record store owner. And she's like, well, congratulations, Rob. You have your dream job. Yeah. Yeah. I love that moment. Yeah, I liked it too. I like on the beginning. He goes, "Oh, hello, Laura." She goes, "For someone who doesn't wants to move out, you sure are here a lot." Yeah. Um, like a successful lawyer. Oh yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. She, she, and he has kind of a shitty apartment, but it's covered. It, it, I actually like this a lot because I'm the opposite. But you know, his whole wall is covered in like, his most of his apartment's covered in records, where mm-hmm. my mostly movies. And just the appreciation they had for the records and all the different bands, you know, they're they're one customer calls them elitists because they'll ask for a, like a band if you if you have this and they'll shit on it. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 I, I want, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go, yeah. So the record store, Championship Records, um, he he he's the owner, and then there's the two people that run it, that run it, that kind of just work with him. Um, it's Jack Black is Barry. The loud, Jack. loud mouth, Jack. you know, dick character who's you know funny and wild and everything, and then it's I think his name is his name just Dick. In this, I think they the, said the last name, but I can't remember what it was. I, I it, it's Dick. It's Dick. Well, yeah, that's his name, but I can't. I don't yeah. give him a last name or not. No, they didn't. No, um, and he's just the kind of more quiet. Awkward. Silent, si- awkward, silent, judgy type. Yeah. That never really learned how to communicate with people. No. And I, you get to watch them, yeah, tear into people like, you know, like a guy, like an older guy kind of comes in and he's like, oh, do you guys got this, you know, the, you know this album by this person, blah, blah, blah. It's for my daughter for her birthday. And they refuse it to sell it to her just because, uh, because it, oh, it, it, that's a crap album and everything. It's like, it's like, yeah. And it's like, you don't have any right to say this kind of stuff to just people who just want to buy stuff from your store. And they don't give a shit. They don't. Uh, and yet, I, yet they're I, struggling for money. They are. They're struggling for I, I like that um, um, towards, like, towards the beginning when he's like, giving them introductions and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring, bring it up. That, yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I hire these guys to work three days a week. They've been coming in every single day. That was what three years ago or something like that. Four years ago. That was four years ago. <laughs> they just kept coming in. 
because they have nowhere else to be. Yeah, they yeah they have nowhere else to be. Nothing else to do. Yeah, no, but I was gonna say because I know in our friend group, I'm like the person who doesn't get into music the mo- the least because I know you do and you know Castic and Chris and all them. But I watched this movie and I'm like, man, I think I really missed out or something. But I, I go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, well, yes, but also you can easily identify and uh, identify with it because that's our attitude, unfortunately, when it comes to movies in a lot of ways. Well, like, yeah, that's what's kind of gonna go with. You know, he's got a line of records along his, his um, walls, and I have tons of movies. So yeah, I guess maybe just music wasn't my thing. Because I thought about that, I'm like, man, I said I wish I had the passion for music as these guys do. And I thought about our friend group, kind of whatever whoever was left of it. And just, you know, how they were always into music. And I'm like, I looked in and I walked in my room like, well, no, I guess I, I guess I do have my own record collection. Just different, a different way. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, because, yeah, the, um, um, because tor- towards the end of the they, they bring up the fact that they're professional appreciators. Right. Um, that's what Laura, um, calls them that. Right. Um, in one of my that's one of my favorite moments though of that movie completely but what I I want I want to save that a little bit um for a while there I thought oh what was her yeah. name the singer oh uh Marie DeSalle yeah I was well, her real name but it was oh Elisa Elise Bonet yeah there you go Elisa Bonet I thought at first, you know, he had broken up with Laura, and I thought that was going to be kind of, you know, top five breakups, and then he was going to be this singer, and that was going to be the new girlfriend, but then it didn't go that way, which was no. fine. I mean, he still ended up hooking up with her, but... Yeah, I, and also, I mean, I, I like the connection is that, of course, Lisa Bonet is the mother to Zoe Kravitz in real life, and Zoe Kravitz does the sh- did the show High Fidelity as the lead. That's right. She's married to Jason Momoa now. Yes, she is. Yes, she. That's right. If you ever hear, if if anyone ever wants to hear like a very very cute story, listen to Jason Momoa talk about how he like saw Lisa Bonet in a magazine one time when he was like a little kid, and he's like, "I'm gonna marry that woman." And then he did. He did. And I, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but Zoe Kravitz and Jason Momoa are not that far away in age. No, they are not. <laughs> They're like five years difference, maybe. I don't. Who's older? Is it Zoe or is it Jason? I think it's still Jason. Is it still Jason? Okay. By yeah, by like maybe like five-ish years. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Mm, it works. Anyway. Um, so yeah, he does try. Yeah, he does have a little fling with um, the singer that they all gawk over, uh, Marie DeSalle, while he's also still trying to go back and forth with these exes that he has. Um, well, it comes to a point where he's trying to realize what what's wrong with him. Yeah, at a certain point, he does. Yeah, he starts. Yeah, and also, unfortunately, we find out that Laura ha- is moved pretty much upstairs. Uh, just go and be with the neighbor. That's Tim Robbins' character. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins comes in. Just for, um, yeah. and so and and John Cusack, of course, is it, it, Rob is absolutely insane, insanely mad, and everything at the at, at this reality that 
his ex, what that that you know, his newly ex is now living upstairs from him and stuff, and he's messing with them and everything. And um, were they upstairs? I thought that was her own. Yeah, I guess it was upstairs. It's upstairs. The, yeah, because yeah, because it, um, he has because it we we don't ever see it or anything like that, but he has the idea in his head of them having sex. And like he's like keeping like he's like you know putting his head in the pillow and stuff and well, everything. My, and trying my confusion to... is then why did he call her from the payphone outside to and try then... and still draw uh, to still to try and still make it seem like it's someone else because the payphone will just say it won't say like caller ID or anything. But that 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 phone didn't have caller ID. He I don't know what to tell you then, man. I, I kind of thought it was like across like. The, I don't know. I thought she like they moved or something. I don't. Know. I thought like it was her apartment that they were staying at, and then she moved. Oh no, she lost her apartment. That's she, right. yeah. She didn't. Ha- yeah, she was staying with Rob. Yeah, that's right. And well, yeah, that's what he. Well, he, he, gets, only mail, he gets his. He gets his mail, and he goes. He back gets his mail, apartment. and that's why he knows that. Yeah. And he know they know that they live upstairs because when because uh, it flashes back to when Rob and Laura were together. Mm-hmm. And they were in bed. They could hear the upstairs neighbors having sex. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, what did you think of the scene where um because after um Rob has been messing with them for a while, the neighbor Tim Robbins finally tries to go to the record store and like tries to get him to stop. What, I thought that you... was I thought that was funny because he he so he daydreams of what he would actually do. Yeah, Rob. Wanted, at first, I thought out. he did. I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, oh, good for him. Then it rewinds, does something else. <laughs> My favorite was the one where uh, he imagines Dick just grabbing the phone and just <laughs> knocking his the shit phone out and just knocks his teeth out. Yeah, and then like Jack Black and him just start beating the shit out of this guy with <laughs> he, Jack Black takes his belt off and starts whipping him. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and then finally, Dick comes back around. With the air conditioner unit that he after rips he, out of the after window. After he ripped it out of the wall. And then and like, like, I was like, 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 John, like, like Rob just like clears, the, clears like the area for him. It's like, it's like, do it! Get him! Yeah. Like, you just murdered this man. But the, the, I think what that was the third one. I think the second one was, uh, they had, the, they held him back. Yeah, they just held him back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As he got, he got anger and anger with it. Like, well, what do you think? And then it's like, Get out of here, you motherfucker! And then he's like, "Oh, then they hold him back." The third, yeah, one. yeah. Well, well the, well, the second one is, yeah, the second one is that they hold him back, and he's like, "You better fucking hide! You're yeah. not just gonna run away from the city, run away from the country." Yeah, and then the third one is Dick knocking his teeth out with the yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but then it ended up being nothing. I I did like that. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm, I, I I hope you would. This was um, the, yeah. It was probably that was probably one of my favorite parts, not the favorite part, but no, I no my my favorites are very much towards the end. Um, yeah, I love that. Yes, I can imagine that. Oh shush. Anyway, um, I love that. Uh, also, a, a little side story that comes to fruition throughout the movie is that um, these scare punk kids. Oh yeah, have tried to steal from like the record, uh, from like the store and stuff. Yeah, and they're hanging, <laughs> and like they'd um, but they'd still hang out and skate near like across the street or so, or uh, mm-hmm. right next to the record store. 
and just hanging out with their friends, being a nuisance. And I love the fact that there's one moment where um they uh Rob comes into the sh- Rob comes into the store, and Barry and Dick are already there, and like he and there's music blasting, and he all of a sudden like Rob stops and he's like, "Who is that?" And then the Dick is is like nice, but he's like, "It's Justin and whoever the other kid's name was." Yeah, yeah. Oh, Vince. He's like, "It's Justin." Yeah, that's it's Justin and Vince, and like he's like, "Who?" And Jack Black, the little skate fuckers. <laughs> he puts his head in the shame. He goes, and it's actually good. And he's, he's like, he's like, and it's really, really fucking good. And he's yeah. like mad at himself for liking it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Uh, as soon as he hears it, though, also I love the moment when Rob immediately goes ahead, takes the the tape because it's just a cassette tape. That's how dated this is. Yeah. He takes the tape and he goes outside where they are, and he just immediately goes, "All right, we're going to record this professionally." Yeah, out of the blue, almost. They're like, "Okay." Oh, I like how it's like. Well, what what's your record label called? He goes, "Top five top records." Five, top five records. I love that one. Top five records. Um. And, um. I like that. So, the big turning point for the boot, for at least for the relationship between him and Laura, is that she's grief stricken because we find out spoilers, of course, spoilers. Is that her dad dies in the middle of the movie? We don't see anything that happened or anything, but she just calls him one day, and all, from his point of view, that's the only thing we get really. And all of a sudden, just calls him and crying, and she's like, "My dad's dead." And he tends the funeral and everything in the wake, and he's there for her still. And he just leaves though because he still he gets starts to feel uncomfortable, and well, Joe Cusack starts, you know. Throwing shade his way at the yeah, and it's just it's a bad moment for him, so he's just gonna leave. And he he get it's raining, it's pouring, and he um he gets to he he's waiting at the um bus the bus stop. stop. And the speech is so good. Did you enjoy it? Please tell me you did. While he's sitting at the bus stop, yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I love it though. He's just like I. He said, "It's like I realize now. I never really committed to uh, to Laura." Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It was a very good speech. I I like the. I didn't think that was the speech you're going to go with. Oh, oh, just a actually, few. Uh, we're not like done. the yeah. one where he realized that he actually loved her when he said, "You know, top five things I liked about her the most." Like, oh, that's my. Oh, yes, that one too. But I, I just want to go like, I love the fact that he's like, you know, I ne- I never really committed to her, and he's like, he's like, so like I always had one foot out the door. Like for everything, he's like, and that really stopped me from doing a lot of things. For all of them, yeah. Well, I, I yeah. like. I mean, that's it's immediately kind of broken up because then she drives up, and he for some reason thinks it's a good idea to hop the fence and hide and hide like in this like bush mud and everything. Like, he's and clearly it, seen him hop the fence. Yeah, and then like she's like, "You gonna stay there all night?" <laughs> gets up. They get yeah, gets up and they talk and they get back together, and um. Yeah, but before that though, I do. I I, I love that spe- that speech he does. He talks about the five things that he it, like he likes about uh, Laura. 
And it's small details too. It's such small details. It's just like yeah, it's like it's like, it's like it, it, when she does this thing when she can't sleep, where she'll turn and she'll, you know, scratch her feet on the top of it, you know, the equal amount of times and stuff. She's like he's like yeah. it just kills me. No, I thought that was a very nice moment. Oh, that was great. I lo- I love the moment he's just like, he's like yo, he's like just at a certain point there's just something inherent that you just feel that like you feel someone's home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, we, the, what? No, I was gonna bring up how we, with the him actually meeting and reconnecting with the past exes, except for the first one. Yeah, yeah. He um, yeah. The first one, it, <laughs> uh, he never does. He he only gets in contact with her mom of all people. Yeah. And he, he brings up like, oh, I was, you know, like her, at, you know, I was, you know, I was her first boyfriend, kind of back in like middle school, and she's like, no, he, she married her first boyfriend. So apparently, it turns out that Dadar has lied this entire time, forever, that she only ever was with this one guy, the guy after Rob. Which could very well be true. Well, that could be true that they've been together this whole time, and it's very likely it's true. But that she, but she lied about the fact that he was the first. Yeah. Well, but let's be honest. They were in junior high. They were in junior high, but still. Um, and, uh, but the the high school one is rough. Yeah. No. I, the, yeah, the high school one is really rough. I mean, once again, I want to reiterate: Rob is not a good guy. No, I felt that when I'm like, you know what? That's probably so true. That's that actually it happened. That that mm-hmm. probably that probably tugs on some strings. That oh, it it, it clearly yes, it's very yeah. much based on something that, that that's very true and yeah. Um, because it's yeah, because I'll just say what happens. It's rough. It's like her. Like he's dating this girl, and she she's not comfortable with going any further than like just kind of pretty much a second base-ish kind of thing not even that not even that really but so she's not comfortable going going any further with him sexually and he breaks up with her because because of that because he's just like he doesn't go anywhere and he's yeah. just being a, a asshole 15ish year old kid or whatever 16 16 yeah and you find and when he talks to her again he, he finds out that well he knew already because uh, they're still in high school that the next guy that she dates she slept with immediately almost mm-hmm. and he was always mad about that and then he she finds he finds out her side of the story which is that she's like i i didn't want to like i was so broken up by you and everything and i didn't you, know, you, could, you said i did want to sleep with you just not at 16 yeah not at 16 and stuff and like she wasn't ready. She still didn't feel ready. She didn't feel comfortable at doing it, doing it with this next guy or anything. She's like, she flat out says, it wasn't rape, but sure fucking was close to it. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty damn close. Yeah. And she's like, I was so broken up with you and so tired that I just didn't even want to say no. Yeah. And she goes, I had, she, and she even says, she goes, I still have had a hard time having sex after that. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's a rough this, thing. He ruined this girl's life. Yeah. He's and not I'm, a good guy. And I'm like, man, I'm like, that is pro- that girl, that that is probably so, tr- like, not even, that's not even a fictional story. It's probably something that's, I'm sure has happened. And not oh, a lot. That, that's a, that's a very common story. That's a very common story. Yeah. And it's very sad. But I, and then, um, 
to go with, further with the fact that he's not a good guy, going jumping back to after he's already gotten to get back together with Laura and things are good again, he starts getting restless again. Well, yeah, because he he he, he found solace in the first one marrying that guy right after she goes okay it was destiny and this girl tells his story he goes oh no that was my fault and Mm -hmm. then he skips i think Catherine zeta jones is the last one but as charlie yeah but he goes next one and she ends up she ended up being like a having mental issues and breakdowns and she was a mess and that he that one it's kind of an asshole move still but he's like Oh man, I think I dodged a bullet on that one. Mm-hmm. And he kind of he rebounds, even though like this poor woman is so distraught. And then Catherine Zeta Jones calls, and then mm-hmm. he realizes that God is she an awful person? Yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Like, 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 um, because so before this, like the way he talks, because like he narrates a lot of this. It's like he talks about his, like he talks about Charlie, like she. Like, Oh my gosh, she was so cool and everything, and I was always scared that you know she'd realize how uncool I was and everything about the relationship and stuff. And so then she does invite him to a dinner with friends at her house. And um, well, after he called, he called her first. He, he called her first. He left a message. She called back finally. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow. Well, he wasn't and, expecting to call. Yeah, and he invited and she invited him over. And he's sitting there, kind of almost to himself because he's not super friendly and he he just thinks to himself my god she is so full of shit mm-hmm. yeah and she is and you know finally- she's so pretentious and everything that he he sees immediately he's like how could I think this so highly of this person yeah because he was the one that he really liked or she was the one that he really liked yeah because she was the first, like you know, college, you know, girl. That things are a little bit more serious. Then he goes, "Man, she was so well spoken. She was funny, all that." Then come around, he goes, "God, is she awful? Nothing she says makes sense whatsoever. She yeah. never stops talking." And then even then, you know, he's the last one to leave, and she sits down. And he goes, "So, because before the deal was, are you my friends, or are you going to go through some midlife crisis? Like, what does it all mean?" Phase. And he goes, "Oh no, we're friends." And sure enough, she sits down. And he goes. Why did you leave me for Rocco? She goes, I fucking knew, knew it. <laughs> yeah. And well, because yeah, he, because um, I mean, it's a little bit famous because they both because they recreate also in the show. Um, when he, he they break up because she goes with this other guy, and um, in the rain, up you know, devastate everything. He yells, uh, he yells from like the you know, through the window, Charlie. You bitch, let's work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlie, you fucking bitch, let's work this out. Yeah, I thought that was funny too. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I thought that was funny. And then of course it's the guy who closes the blinds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was funny. I laughed pretty hard at that one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I want, I keep wanting to go back to this. Like, so after he gets back with Laura and things are good, um, it just so happens that this girl who wants to interview him for a magazine 
comes in and they hit it off a little bit. And well, she like he's the flyer because Laura set up the uh, yes, yes, uh, yeah. Because uh, as a surprise, Laura, being the good person that she is, um, is at once is set up a secret release like party celebration thing for the record that he's going to put out with the two skater kids. Mm-hmm. And he, um, He's free, he freaks out initially and everything, and he's gonna DJ it because he—that's where they met. He has when he was DJing at a club. Yeah, he finally yeah he DJ yeah he yeah um he's gonna DJ it, but he's he's freaking out, and for some reason Jack Black's uh, uh, band is gonna be uh, the ones that are singing. He just recently formed. Yeah, he just formed. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, we watched Barry literally just form the band and stuff, and it's like and like Barry's performing. He goes, Barry, I will give you like 10% of the door if you don't play. No, man, 20%. No, I will give you 110% of the profits if you don't do this. That's how badly I don't want you to do this. So, like, that's how badly I don't want to hear you play. Yeah. That um, actually probably wasn't one of my favorite moments. Go ahead. I'll, I'll... Anyway, no, so, but I love the moment when, uh, with it when he's like, you know, freaking out at Laura and stuff about it. And, um, she, and it's different. It, it, it's it's like, but it is important because you're the professional appreciator, and you're finally going to put something out. And once you do that, you're not just appreciating music; you're a part of it. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, and they had that. Yeah, that really nice moment. And then he goes to the bar, talks about the marriage thing. Well, no, 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 no. Before that, he doesn't talk about that yet. He does the dickish thing of immediately using Laura's speech there, which is such a nice moment. I love that moment, but immediately he switches it up and he uses that as part of his answer to the interview girl. Oh yeah, you're right. He did. Forgot. And he starts and he starts like he's going to like make her mixtape kind of a thing, like because mixtapes are still a thing. Um, and halfway through, he realizes he's like he's like. What am I doing? Why? Cool, because he starts making the tape when Laura comes home. Yeah, and Laura honestly doesn't care. Yeah, she goes, oh, who are you making the tape for? He goes, some girl in the whatever paper that wanted to interview me. And she goes, oh, okay. And just moved on. And like, what am I doing? Why am I making this tape? Yeah, why am I doing all this? And like, he has this moment of like, it's like he's like I keep trusting I, I keep going with my gut, but I realize now my gut has shit for brains. Yeah, and that's when a nice moment comes when he sits down with Laura at the bar, and he just has his reality of like I keep th- he's like I keep going after other people because I think because you know I think of yeah you know, he he uses the whole thing of um nice lingerie compared to like regular underwear and stuff with women and everything it's like yeah it's like the thing i need i think i realized though is that um you know, it, it, you know everyone has both and stuff and you just kind of got you know settle you know you appreciate the one and everything and he's like and i and i i want to be with you kind of a thing they don't decide to get married because that'd be a terrible idea for them well yeah but yeah it's a nice moment though i like that Oh yeah, it absolutely is a nice moment. One of my favorite moments, I know, because they're at the party now. They're for the release. 
and he reluctantly introduces Barry's band as Sonic Death Monkey. Yeah. But then Barry changes it almost immediately. But yeah, but yeah, Barry changes it immediately to something like ridiculous. So then he's like, but right now we're we're we're, we're something like we're something in something. Barry and, is Barry in the funk machine. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Then, like, like John yeah. Cusack's like, oh god. He goes, I should have played the tape before they played, and everyone's gonna leave. Yeah. But Barry's hiding behind Laura and his all this word in his face. And then well, I know we all know Jack Black can sing now. But yeah. You know, Jack Black takes the stage and he just, just kills it right mm-hmm. off the bat. And the look on John Usack's face was like, like he's all of a sudden perked up. He goes, wait a minute. And he's killing it. Everyone loves it. It's funny, though, that um, I actually wa- uh, watched like a behind the scenes, like a thing with Jack Black talking about like roles. Mm-hmm. And he talked about high fidelity and like, um, you know, how that was one his pretty much like his big breakout role. Yeah. And he brought up the fact that, like, the first time he's like, the first time we did it, I was terrible. <laughs> he's, he's like, I was terrible. Like, and he's like, he's like, but you know, um, the director, Stephen, uh, like, Stephen Freer, so he's trying to still get the best out of him and everything. And the couple, first couple of times, it's just not going great, but he's still trying to get like the audience to give that still like a great react response and everything, no matter what. And like, he, he's, he's, he's like, he's like, it's kind of it was kind of weird because like he's yelling at the audience to react like super well at everything, and he's like, but in reality, I know that he was kind of yelling at me to step it up, and he's like, and then finally that take is the one that we use after that, when he actually nailed it. Oh, um, I forget. Um, actually, I remember I remember reading this a long time ago because I want to give uh, I'll give them credit. Uh. F this movie. Oh yeah. They uh they did an article on it and um about this movie and they they talked about the fact that uh a lot of this movie is about participation, that you need to be able to participate in life in order to actually get more things that you want. Like Rob needs to like you need to participate. Like Rob finally recording real music with the you know, with musicians, that's him participating in something. Yeah. The fact that um, Dick finally gets a girlfriend is that's him participating in just being human and not just listening to records and hiding away everywhere. Um, you know, participating. Jack Black get, forms a band by the end of this. And Dick gets a girlfriend. Yeah, he said Dick gets a girlfriend. Yeah. Sorry. And um, yeah, Wait, just... or Gilbert. I don't know if you know who that is. Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne's daughter. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in the show, Roseanne, yeah. She's also in. Oh, you no, she's in Big Bang Theory too. I'm trying to think of what her movie. I don't think she's not in a lot of movies, but she also was on Big Bang Theory too. Oh my god! What? Do you know who played Rob at junior high? Rob in junior high? Yeah, because there's a flashback. Oh yeah, with... um, it was uh, Drake Bell, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that until right now. Yeah. Drake Looking Bell. at the cast, I kind of recognize him. I'm like, I didn't recognize him at all. My God, I feel like I know this kid. I'm like, who is he? And then I look back and I'm like, oh, Drake. Bell. I never paid attention to it enough. Wow, huh? I'm like, that's huh. weird. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I looked. I'm like, I feel like I, I look familiar because that wasn't 2000. I don't remember when Drake and Josh came out, but I feel like it wasn't that much longer. A few years, a couple of years. 
Yeah, so that's why he was kind of familiar. I'm like, hmm. I didn't know that until right I, now. I had to look it up, though. I had to look through the cast to find the kid. And I'm like, Drake Bell? I'm like, hmm. Um, I want to make a quick note, because I know you said, uh, I want to see what your opinion on this was. Did you listen to Tarantino on Rogan? No, I did not. Okay, so he makes the comparison, because I know we've been saying this the whole time, that John Cusack's character is an asshole. He is. Don't get me wrong, he's a complete dick. Um, Tarantino, and I can't remember how Rogan brought it up. I think it was one of his just, I think Tarantino was just rambling on. Um, he said, you know, if we take the comparison, oh, people changing, I guess. I don't remember. He goes, let's compare, he goes, what critics think of Bill Murray movies. Oh, oh, I've seen, I, I've you seen see the clip? clip. Yeah, and Chevy Chase movies. Yeah. And how at the end of a lot of Bill Murray movies. He's changed he starts, into a better guy. Yeah, he starts off as a sarcastic kind of jerk character. And he, at the end, he changes his better guy. Highly reviewed. I mean, Groundhog's Day, I like. He goes, uh, Stripes, he, you know, he goes, all oh, well received. He goes, critics love when there's a change. You got know, a good person. You look at any Chevy Chase movie, and he doesn't change. He's an asshole to the very end. He might have improved a little bit, but it still makes sense. And it also doesn't change much of his character, really. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. So, I know High Fidelity, Fidelity does have a high rating. Do you think John Cusack has changed for the better in this at the end of this movie? Or is, you know, definitely not like a Bill Murray change. No, I. No, Ground, Groundhog Day made sense because he's living the same day over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had no yeah. choice. But but I I think so, maybe. Just because the he's still... I think he's changed for, changing for the better because, like I said, A, he's participating. The fact that he actually want, he's willing and wanting to not just sit there and be the you know be this person that you know rates and reviews and and discriminates against the music and stuff and people who are fans of certain kinds of music and blah 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 he's actually going to make it himself i think that's an improvement as a person and i think that the fact that he by the end of this movie he ends it by by wanting to make laura a new mixtape yeah that's what I thought was going with too, and and he just and he kicks on the music and he kind of just drifts off into his own little world. Yeah, because he's not always not making him. He's making a mixtape for her that'll make her happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's another part is that it's not just a mixtape of songs that he that Rob thinks that she'll like. It's songs that he knows that she likes. Right. Um. And also, just like, like I said, just like that speech in the rain, I, I, I the, the whole part where he's just like, it's like, I, like, I, I, it made sense to not commit to anything. Like and he's like, he's like, I keep my options open. But then he's like, that, but that's suicide to do that way. It's suicide to live that way. Yeah. Well, I guess in the end, it, it made sense for his character to change, you know. To you know, Tarantino's argument, you know, Bill all of a sudden in stripes, Bill Murray's leading this rally cry. With well, like I said, Groundhog Day is the exception because he was living the day and over and over again. He didn't actually have much of a choice, but I I felt like this was a very well thought out. Okay, you're, this character's an ass. 
but it's time to the, it came to the point in this movie where he kind of realized what he was doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Him wanting to change that. It showed the hit. They actually showed the change. Rather yeah. than just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Which I thought was very well done. Yeah. He, uh, he, like I said, he can't, um, like he made, like I said, he says a top five list of things that he, he loves about Laura. And a lot of them are, are very specific things. Yeah. And then he brings up the face. He's like, oh, but he's like, oh, but I could easily make a, a you know, a top five worst things about Laura Hay and stuff. Oh, he said laundry list. Laundry, you know, a laundry list, whatever. He's like, he's like, oh, I can make a huge list of things I hate about her and so, uh, I don't like about her and stuff. But he's like, but it's just your regular run of the mill bullshit. Like it is, it's not the real. You know, it's not real issues that can't be resolved or worked out. Right. No, I love this movie quite a bit, actually. And uh, if I had money, I would have bought it, but it's $29. For Is some... it? Yeah, I don't know why. Wow. I and didn't know that, huh? It must be a rare thing. Because the DVD is like a region... Like it's it's it doesn't it's I don't I can't remember what it's gonna call it now region one or whatever like you can't play it on regular DVD players and the Blu-ray which you can buy it was like twenty nine dollars I'm like I'm not mm-hmm. I I love this movie but not for twenty nine dollars not for a two thousand movie that's ridiculous I'll find it on eBay for somewhere else but I did like this movie a lot I would definitely rewatch this movie in a heartbeat oh it's so good oh it's fantastic I mean, I. For the longest time, I, I it's sad I I could agree with uh, Rob and on like the whole um thing of that so much of who you are it comes from what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw I could hear you. Yeah, I can hear. Like you. It's, it's, it's like what really matters is what you like: books, music, you know, movies. These things matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go back because they were talking about um, Evil Dead because it was the um, she hadn't slept with him yet. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, the, the was, yeah the, the yet are yeah the yeah, yet, yet, yeah, are, the yet with Jack Black. He goes, if I said I I haven't seen Evil Dead two yet, what does that mean? Jack Black goes, well, I know that's a lie because we've seen it together. He goes, I know. He goes, <laughs> He's trying to explain like like no in this version of what I'm saying. Yeah. And he goes, well, that's ridiculous. He goes, Evil Dead is a great fucking movie. He goes, I know Evil Dead is a great fucking movie. He goes, but he goes, why would you not want to see Evil Dead? He goes, and you must be a monster. And then it comes in. But in the book, because, you know, this is based off a book. Yeah. I know we just brought up Quentin Tarantino. In the book, the conversation is about Reservoir Dogs. Oh, is it? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I didn't uh. even, I just popped in my head as I was thinking about Tarantino. I'm like, oh, that's right. But evil, I mean, Evil Dead's good. I know. I've seen, I don't think you've seen Evil Dead too, but I've seen Evil Dead too. Okay, you have. Yes. I, I thought you said you hadn't. I haven't watched Evil Dead the first one all the way through. Oh. Oh, Evil Dead Two is great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, but I just thought it was interesting in the book they changed. I don't know why they changed from Evil Dead, but in the book that's based off of the conversation was with the Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. That's a weird change. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I saw the the little fact about it, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> but yeah, I like to say, like, I like to say, like, 
But what if I said I didn't see the movie yet? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, say you didn't want to see it. So yeah, I like Jack Black's quiet yeah. for a second. But then you said yet. <laughs> yeah, then he hits him. He goes, oh, wait, you said yet. So maybe. He goes, what if you said, he goes, I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, so yeah so, and finally he just goes, so he's like, I don't fucking know what you want from me. Yeah, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but can you let me go back to work now? Yeah, I, I love it. He's like, he's like, can I just go to work? It was funny. I yeah, this movie's great. I, I actually it was funny because I rated it on. Um, do you have you have heard of Letterbox? Um, it's like that movie app where you rate stuff, and it, it's not no. like it's not like IMDb where you just like you know it has all the trivia and all that. It's just you rate it, review, and you can like, follow people who are like, oh, let's see what this person thinks of that. And, you know, it goes off a five star rating thing. Yeah, and I went on. I was trying to just go through and get some more ratings on there because IMDb have a ton, but Letterbox I don't have that much. So I was going through it and I rated High Fidelity on there, and I got some guy started following me because he had just rated a High Fidelity as well. Yeah, and he liked the way I, how I rated it. I think I gave it like a four, I don't remember what I gave it. No. It was high. It was like a four and a half or five. I can't remember. Mm. But I'm like, oh, hey, look at that. I got another file. I only have two. One of them's casting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love this movie. I do too. I, I liked it a lot. I'm disappointed it took me this long to get to it. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I, mean, I was watching this movie since I was a kid. Yeah, I, I just never... I, I had always heard about it. I know you've been trying to get me to do it for years, but... But to be fair, I've had a lot of movies I've been trying to get you to watch. I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen every movie. Oh, really? How's The Godfather? I did not like The Godfather. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, you're supposed to do the bit from Family Guy. Oh. It's like, well, in my final moments before I die, I have one last confession to make. I'd not like The Godfather. And then Chris just immediately hops on like, how could you say that? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like it's, a, it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he starts like, it's like, it's like, it's like Al Pacino, and then he like, starts listing the, the cast. He's like, he's like, Robert Duvall! <laughs> it's like, Peter, fine, fine actor, did not like the movie. <laughs> fine actor, did not like the movie. Uh, you still haven't seen Citizen Kane? No. Which is, to be fair to Citizen Kane, it was not at all what I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Much better. Uh, I'm not going to go through a whole list. Yeah. Of- oh, oh, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Anyway, High Fidelity. I love it. I do too. I would highly recommend it. I like this throwback. I'm glad I watched it. I watched it last night. I just never took my eyes off. I was blessed. I had a good... Um palate cleansing because I'm still like I said in the heights for some reason just didn't do it for me it, well no it did it's a great movie but not it just didn't get me for what I wanted but I'm still riding that fast nine high shut up with all those memes that have been coming out it got it got over it got much I'm like all of a sudden it was like everything I saw I'm like okay this is enough yeah it is so then I, I got rewarded with no sudden move and high fidelity and now I'm, I'm content the next one of these we have to do Pleasantville because I know you will you will love Pleasantville. I do like Pleasant. It's just it would have to be a re- very deep refresher. 
Yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll honestly it'll probably feel like watching for the first time. It is so good. Probably. Because it was on TV when I watched it. I don't know what rating it is. It probably got me when it was a little cut up, depending, but Yeah, we can we can do we our next throwback can be Pleasantville. All right. Well, that'll do. Anything else on high fidelity? Mm, no, nah, not off the top of my head. All right. Well, I would recommend going to watch No Sudden Move. Mm. Mm, that's all he gives me. Yeah. Um. All right, that'll do it. We will be back. I think next week with something. <laughs> This is such an organized thing. All right. We're winging it. Anyway. We did plan this one. Yeah, a little. A little. Um, All right, yeah, until next time. Well, uh, in case we don't see anybody, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you down the road.